0: So gameplay-wise, what's the deal with Pecunium
1: and Mason? Did you and Lowry coordinate? Yeah, Paul. Lowry wanted to know people who could do all kinds of shady financial stuff for him, and I said he could know a guy, and if he wanted a favor, he'd have to do something in return.
0: Which then obligates you to come up with a whole storyline for Lowry's contact. Well, I wasn't gonna ask for him and not use him, Paul.
1: At first I was gonna try and do a lot with vampire clan politics, then I realized I wasn't gonna be very good at that. I can't even remember the clan names so instead I focus
0: on the stuff that you guys said your characters were about. It's how I would've gone. I really would like more clan politics personally, Elvis. Yeah, but I don't remember the clan names either. Plus this way we're independent, you know?
1: Anyway, you guys are just outside the gates of a castle-like mansion in the dead of night. There's wolves howling, lightning in the distance, and the patio furniture by the pool clashes with the drapes inside the house. It's ominous. Just truly ominous. Paul,
0: I have a feeling that something truly evil lives here. Well, Elvis, it's a wealthy home, so by some people's utilitarian definition, this person is evil by default. There's no way they'll be able to independently justify all this wealth. Why, they could probably house a hundred homeless people, and yet I bet we won't find a single homeless guy in there. Except us, because we're homeless. I mean, if you don't consider the sewer to be a proper home. The city sure doesn't, but I mean, more like a dark supernatural force. Of which type? Well, I guess a vampire. Or a Scooby-Doo villain dressed as a vampire. It can't be a vampire. Vampires live in places like sewers and flats in the middle of the city. We would know, because we are one. And if there is a Scooby-Doo villain, that means he has to be a nefarious third party trying to drive down the property value of the house. Are the two of you going to hop that fence and steal that bottle of wine or not? Yeah, of course. We're just planning the details of the heist. You're dealing with experts here, Lowry. All right, hop up on my shoulders and pull me up after you. Hop. You guys pull yourself
1: up and over the fence. The yard is nice but expensive, but the walk from the front door to the gate isn't too far. A couple of dogs come bounding out, but they seem confused. You know dogs can sort of sense you and tell that something's up by their instincts, but they can't find you directly. They start barking out of anxiety. You see a shadowy figure look out the window, but nobody turns a light on.
0: Wave at them. The curtains close. Either they can't see us, or they're very rude. Or both. That's a pretty succinct observation. Really just covering all the possibility bases. For all we know, that was Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot the terrible evil that you sense in this house? He might be. He might be evil. I don't know Bigfoot. Alright, well let's try the front door. Is it locked? Taking the bold way forward. Yes, it is locked. Well, it doesn't have to stay locked. Do You want me to open it up? Uh, nah. Nah, a place like this is going to have electronic security. If we just bust in, we're going to trip the alarm. Let's try and case the joint first. Mason, are there any security cameras or anything outside that are going to spot us? To your surprise, no. Or at least you don't see any. I don't suppose there's like a separate wine cellar in the back or anything? The main house
1: is a large building. There's a pool at the side of the mansion, and around back they've got a tiny little apple orchard
0: with a garden path through it. The garden looks really well taken care of. Aw, this is so pretty. It's no wonder that Pecuniuman's wife left him for this. This is way better than where Pecuniuman is living. And yet I don't see a single tire swing. You know what they say, Elvis. You can judge a man's personality based on the type of stuff he keeps in his yard. And I don't know what an apple tree says about a man, because I've never known someone who had apple trees. You can't trust a guy you don't know anything about. I don't like it. Maybe it says he loves apples. Maybe. Or maybe it says he's a control freak who loves to control apples and control their growth and everything they do. You know, if you're going to be that liberal with the psychoanalysis, I guess your backyard really could say literally anything. Elvis, my abilities are vast and wide and complex and a curse and a gift. Hey, Mason, is there like a garden shed with a ladder in it? There is. Next to the orchard is a shed with a variety of tools and a ladder. Okay, is there a balcony or an upper floor with like a door leading into the house? And if so, can this ladder reach it?
1: Yeah, there's a balcony on the second floor that overlooks the orchard. You open up the ladder and it looks like it'll reach. Well,
0: that doesn't exactly get around our electronic security problem, but it will at least get us in the house through a less expected route. And we know the door up there isn't going to have one of those modern doorbells with the camera in it. I guess so. Plus, we'll get a nice view of the orchard. Mason, we climb up the ladder. When we get to the top, I'll pull it out and fold it up so nobody sees it just propped up against the house. Sure. Pulling it up
1: is kind of tricky, but with Paul's help, the two of you pull the ladder up behind you. We go in the house. Try and look for cameras on the way in. In you guys go. Lowry, what are you doing on the other side of the wall? Are you just parked out in front of the gates?
0: I guess so. I'm probably playing a mobile game on
1: my phone. In that case, a shadowy figure slides up next to the driver's side window. Of course, you can see in the dark, so once you get a good look at him, you see he's somewhat portly, he's bald, and he's got deep bags under his eyes, and he's got a pencil mustache. He's wearing a pinstripe suit. He doesn't knock or anything, he just stares intently through the window. Roll down the window.
0: Excuse me, I'm in the middle of a very intense game of Angry Flappy Bird Temple Jewel. It's a little awkward with you watching over my shoulder. Could you please move? Or at the very least get in the back seat and watch my screen from there so you're not in the periphery of my vision. I'm so
1: sorry, sir. It's just that you're in our driveway in front of the house, and the dogs are barking madly. Are you here to see someone? Oh, not
0: exactly. I'm actually an assessment agent from the city. You know, just have to make sure you're still paying taxes on your property.
1: It's the dead of night, sir. How can you even see the house?
0: I have insomnia, and I'm an early riser anyway. I planned to stay here until the sun came up and someone came outside, but I guess since you're here, I can do the questions anyway. Mason, I fish out some spare paper and a pen from Frank's glove compartment. What's Frank doing?
1: Frank is letting you do the talking. Would you want him to do any different?
0: No, Frank's doing good being quiet. Okay, so can you tell me how many bedrooms and how many bathrooms you have in the home? Do you have a badge, sir? It's not like the police. You don't get a badge. We don't even go in the house. You tell me what's in the house, and then I write it down, okay? Now how many bedrooms and how many baths do you have?
1: Six bedrooms, eight baths.
0: Great. And do you have a finished basement? I assume that you do. Yes,
1: a finished basement.
0: Okay. Well, I still need to see the exterior, but that's not happening until morning.
1: Can I ask you to go somewhere where the dogs will not bark so much?
0: How far away do I have to drive for the dogs to not bark at me?
1: I believe if you head down the road, there is a gas station you can wait at. Fine.
0: Get us out of here, Frank. I'll see you in the morning, sir.
1: It's for the best, sir. Sometimes the wolves get travelers. You drive off, leaving the bald man in the suit standing alone there in the dark.
0: Frank, how come you're not creepy and ominous like that guy? You want me to be? You could be. That guy had gravitas. Frank shrugs. Elvis and Paul,
1: the two of you let yourselves into the house and find you're in a kind of library. There's a wooden floor and a lot of statues with a sort of old English church vibe. Tons of gargoyles and other carvings whose symbology is lost to time, probably making fun of someone the sculptor knew personally.
0: Look for a closet. I want to put the ladder out of view.
1: Uh, yeah. There's a sort of closet. It's full of boxes, and the ladder fits in there. And no cameras? Still none, unless they're really well hidden.
0: Pull out one of the books and see if there's a hidden passage. Like, just randomly? You just pull a book out? Yeah, I don't expect there to be one. It's like winning a lottery, you know, one in a million shot.
1: Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. Paul, you walk up to the shelf, browsing through all these really old-looking tomes. A lot of them have Latin on the back and other old languages you don't read. And then you come across a brightly colored red book with no label on it, and it looks fresher than the other books. You grab it, pull it, and then the bookshelf next to it slides away to reveal a hidden passage!
0: Well, I will be a monkey's uncle! Whoa! Where's it
1: go? It's a short passage. You follow it down the line, slide away a panel at the end, and then you're in the hallway... A short way down the hall is the normal door that leaves the library, so it looks like this was just a fun way to exit the library, or maybe a good place to hide.
0: Weird. We gotta remember this, though. I bet nobody would expect vampires to be hiding in the walls. Go back and put the book back so the entrance is hidden again.
1: You rehide the passage, then go back to the hall where I assume you begin looking for stairs so you can go to a wine cellar, which is probably where they'd keep the wine. Sure thing. Yeah, so the hallways follow those classical suits of armor you see in movies when people are wandering around an old house, and at one point you pass a painting of a stern-looking man wearing a tuxedo and a cape. At his foot is a large black hound. The man's hair is slicked back, and he himself looks rather pale. The eyes in the painting are quite piercing, and what catches your attention
0: is that they're following you as you walk down the hall. Walk up to the painting. Hey, excuse me, can you see me? Because I am getting sick and tired of being spotted by things. It is bad enough with the phones and the security cameras and every other modern ballyhoo messing up the only thing that I get out of this vampire shtick. I don't need it from paintings, too. As you're parading the
1: painting, you notice the eyes are cut away and recessed into the painting a little bit to create the optical illusion of the eyes following you. Oh. It
0: seems I was mistaken. I'm sorry for yelling at you. It's been a stressful day.
1: One of the suits of armor lunges forward and grabs Elvis. Hell, no, Like, a guy in a suit of armor? Yep. Clank. And he was standing right behind the portrait, so he's on you pretty quick.
0: Dude, have you just been waiting here for who knows how long for exactly this kind of situation? Oh,
1: yeah, he goes. Try and make it sound crazy now on the night all this waiting is finally justified. Now I'm finally going to give up hope. I've been standing here every day of my life wondering if I was ever going to catch someone, and now here someone is! No way, it's not crazy now, I'm not letting go. Struggle to break loose. You turn your vampire strength against this guy and find... Oh no, he's also supernaturally strong.
0: Paul, he's not mortal! All right, all right, you got us. But you know the weakness of that full suit of plate mail? Visibility! I take my shirt off and wrap it around that guy's head. Oh, hey, don't do that. I didn't train for this. Well, how about this? I jump on his
1: back. He's got super strength so he can hold your weight and he doesn't let go of Elvis. Hey, what are you doing back there?
0: Uh, A rich guy like you wouldn't know about street fighting, bud. Now all I need is for you to chase me outside so I can hit you with my truck. I go limp and sort of wriggle out. I try and pull on his arms to make it harder for him to hold on.
1: With Paul's help, Elvis successfully drops to the floor like a noodle. The knight starts trying to grab at you, Paul.
0: I also go limp and just fall right off of him.
1: Come back here. He tears Paul's shirt off his face.
0: Get up and run down the hall. Just a bit down the hall is a spiral flight of stairs. I leap down him. Down the first flight you go. Paul? Follow Elvis. Take a running shirtless leap down the stairs. You follow behind. Clang, 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 clang. The night gives chase. Hey,
1: slow down. Don't jump. You're going to hurt yourselves. Jump down the next flight. You guys are on the ground floor now in the foyer. 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 It's a wide open space with a marble floor. Next to the door is a coat rack with a large black cape hanging on it. There's a maid
0: running towards the stairs, but she runs right by you. Grab the cape, wrap it around my naked torso, and then run down a random hallway.
1: Follow Paul. Clang, 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 clang. The knight rounds a corner. What's wrong? The maid asks. Invisibles, he yells. Invisibles have snuck into the house. I'll follow you, she says. You guys run through the door and find yourselves in the kitchen.
0: Look for a pantry. Scan for some cooking oil. Paul, come on. We gotta go.
1: The knight and the maid slam the kitchen door open just as, Paul, you find your cooking oil.
0: You'll never catch me! I've been running from important people all my life! I know your weakness! I run out another door.
1: This door leads into a long dining hall. There's a tall, foreboding chandelier with dripping wax candles in it. There's a pipe organ in the corner, and a lovely view of the orchard.
0: Are the floors still marble?
1: Yeah. Stone and castle-style stuff
0: seems to be the theme. Let Elvis get ahead of me, then pour the cooking oil all over the floor and keep running. You get to the other
1: side of the kitchen, leaving behind a trail of cooking grease, and zip-clang, the knight slips and falls down. Clang, clang, he struggles to get up. What is this on
0: the floor? The maid tries to help him, and then she slips too. No time to gloat, as much as I want to run through the next door. Paul, I don't want to be a wet blanket, but there's probably a door to the wine cellar in the kitchen.
1: The next space is a big living room with a luxurious leather couch, a large plasma TV, and two stone gargoyles holding the TV up. There's a tall man with slicked black hair watching some kind of soap opera. He turns around when you run in, and you recognize him from the portrait.
0: Uh, freeze. Elvis, don't make any sudden moves. Maybe he can't see us.
1: He rises from the couch. Of course I can see you. He holds up his hand with the back palm facing towards you, and you both fall to your knees, your head slamming noisily on the marble in a kowtow position. Such a dirty class of vampire to trespass against the feared
0: DRACULANDRU! Ow. Oh, wait. You're DRACULANDRU? You're exactly who we were looking for!
1: You don't look the assassin type. Most professionals wouldn't arm themselves with imported olive oil. It costs a small fortune, by the way.
0: No! See? uh, We were hoping to interview you. Yeah. Yeah, everyone wants to talk to you. THE Dracula Andrew. Wow. Such an honor. And what? My front door was beneath you. Literally, yes. We entered through the second floor, so the front door was below us.
1: The same portly, pencil-mustache guy that was bothering Lowry dashes into the room through another door. Oh, my lord, I'm so sorry. I was dealing with another set of riffraff at the dates. No doubt compatriots of these two. I'll send for them to be dispatched at once. Dracula Andrew waves his hand violently. Silence, Renford. I see all that you see. Know all that you know. Your simpering excuses merely test my patience. And Renford bows his head to the floor on his hands
0: and knees. See, your greatness. We thought that if we went through legit channels and the front door, that your guy Renford would just turn us away. So, you know... Only the truly bold could deserve an interview with the mighty Dracula Andrew, so we'd rather... We- Uh, like, we'll get the interview or die trying.
1: Enough nonsense. I am one of the eldest vampires in the region. Did you not think you'd be caught? They see all. And each is trained to kill without remorse or hesitation. And all that they know, I know. What paltry news periodical could you represent? What remedial rag would make such a fatal
0: mistake? Well, that's just it, sir. We represent ourselves. See, we have a social media channel where we post videos, and sometimes we talk to other people. Yeah, so the only way for us to get ahead is to do things for ourselves. And the only way that we could get in is by risking everything.
1: What is social media? Oh. You, you, uh... You haven't
0: heard of social media?
1: I focus on the important things. That which accumulates power and material wealth... Not on whatever latest undignified fad has gripped the mortal livestock.
0: Well, it's all super cutting edge and super amazing. Okay, so you know how we're all obligated to hide the fact that we're vampires? Well, the internet is all about providing so much useless and contradictory information that nobody knows what's true anymore. You can go up on there as a vampire and preach it to the world, and no one will know what to think. Nothing makes sense anymore, and the internet has driven us all further apart than we've ever been. It is easily the most powerful tool that a vampire or other evil being could want. Yeah. Nowadays, there's cameras everywhere. So we use the internet to make it to where you can't even believe things that you see with your own eyes. Everything is fake on the internet. Check us out. Our channel name is Big Boob, Spider-Man, Elsa. Everyone is lying to you, and we'll tell you how the sequel. That sounds ridiculous. Well, we don't don't write the title for people. A lot of that stuff is because a robot curates the content. Look, just look up, everyone's lying to you, and we're the top result.
1: He motions to Renford, who hands Dracula Andrew a phone. Dracula Andrew clicks away for a few seconds and says, Ah, I am not finding you. It's just videos of these cartoon girls.
0: No, that's us. You animate these? No, no, no. Someone else makes the software that animates them. Everything's fake, man. The local congressmen hang out in the chat and kiss up to us to score points with voters. It's a bold new world, and you need to get in on it, sir. He watches a few minutes of your
1: video, and he goes, It's your voice is coming out of these. Look how many views you have. Millions! So many comments, it says. They're praising you for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We knew once you saw it, you want to get a feel for it firsthand. If you learn to abuse this system, you could probably change the entire face of, of, of the world's politics. Can we ask you to do an interview, and in return, we'll teach you as much as we can about the internet?
1: He scrolls through your phone in silence for a while. You're not sure if he's giving it thought, but then he says, Yes. Yes, I will do an interview, and you will teach me to manipulate people using these cartoon girls. Perhaps I have grown too reliant on my direct methods. Gentlemen... You have gambled and it has paid off. You have yourselves a deal. And you guys are released from his vice-like psychic grip and can stand up again.
0: Ah, great. Great. This went just like we planned it. Just like we rehearsed.
1: So how do we do this, gentlemen?
0: I guess you could come back to our place and do a show with us. We have the gear. Uh, Although I'm going to need to get a replacement headset. And I guess a third one for you.
1: Renford. Arrange to get these men exactly what they need before
0: tomorrow evening. He claps his hands, and Renford runs off. You know, we've had a long day. We live clear across town, and we're not opposed to staying in a hotel. But, uh, we need to get there before the sun rises, you know? Say no more. You may stay in one of the guest
1: rooms. You'll be provided with fresh meals at sunset.
0: Oh. Okay. Great.
1: Then, if there is nothing further, Matricia will see you to your room. The maid that was chasing you comes in behind you right on cue, motions for the two of you to follow, and she leads you to a guest room. She shows you your beds and says, Please make yourselves at home. I do not hesitate to call on us for your desires. Then she leaves.
0: Call Lowry. Hello? Lowry! So we're in. Sort of. We met the master of the house, Dracula Andrew. One or two of the guy's servants could see us, and Drac himself has an irresistible will. It wasn't an audience on equal terms, exactly, but he's willing to do an interview for us. Mason, do I know who Dracula Andrew is? You do.
1: You thought he was only a myth, but supposedly he's one of the reclusive vampire lords who pulls the strings around the area. He's pretty old, dating back to around the Byzantine era. It's not the oldest a vampire gets, but may the dark stars save you if you met one much older than
0: him. Okay, Paul, you're positive you met THE Dracula Andrew. Yeah, so he tells me. And I wasn't exactly in a position to argue. What do you mean he's going to do an interview with you? I mean he's going to do an interview. We pitched the idea and he went for it. I'm as surprised as anyone. You're going to do big-titty anime girl interview with one of the strongest vampires in the city. Yeah, and it's going to be a heck of an interview. Are you going to do it tonight? No, it's it's early. We're going to do it tomorrow night. But I told Pecuniuman we were going to do this stuff tonight. You told him a lot of things. You tell everybody lots of things, but he didn't tell us certain things that would have been really, really, really important to know. Well, fine, Paul. I didn't want to get involved with the most powerful vampire in the city anyway. Look, man, you're the one who thought that big titty cartoon show was dumb, but you didn't realize it's a thousand times more sexy than private equity. What? You take that back. Never. Boobs are sexier than private equity. It's just facts. Take it... You take it back. You've never seen the true form of private equity. Neither have you. That's the whole point. Nobody knows what private equity really looks like. The mystery is what makes it attractive. Well, boobs are mysterious too sometimes. In particular to audiences in their early teens who've never really seen them. Who is our primary demographic. Oh my god. Blasphemy. I hang up on Paul. Alright, Elvis. Well then, I guess we'll go to bed and pick this up tomorrow. We go to bed.